Hi, I'm Sandra, the creator at Sing, Play, Create, and today I'm sharing an exciting idea with you about how to take one song and create an entire eight-week unit of lesson activities. That's right, one song. Let's get started. When I first started teaching elementary music, I wanted the kids to learn as many songs as possible. And that's really fun, and you know, it's fun to teach them all. But once you realize that you're teaching six to nine grades a day, or even classes a day, it could be multiple grades of like first grade, but you're teaching those nine classes or seven classes a day, you realize that you're gonna have to do some of the grades with a streamlined lesson format and that you're gonna have to pick and choose the very best songs and activities that will help you teach the music concepts to that grade level. So this idea, I'm just gonna give you an outline. It's also a freebie in the Sing, Play, Create free resource library, or the freebie club, and you can get the download there with it. But here, I'm just gonna give you the basic outline of the things that you wanna consider doing. So we're going to choose a favorite song and it doesn't matter which one but it does need to have some kind of movement or game activity with it. Now the reason is is because one of the classes is going to be on learning the game. So you'll either have to come up with the game or find a game song. An example would be Doggy Doggy Where's Your Bone. That's a really easy one to do this one with. It has lots of opportunities, and this one would work well in your second grade. And I think you could use parts of it in third grade, especially the composing and creating aspects. In addition to using this one song, you're going to need to come up with supplemental or supporting activities. So if we're gonna focus on the rhythms, then we're gonna wanna have some rhythm play-alongs or a rhythm worksheet, because this concept is to take the song and stretch it out for eight, times, but it may not necessarily take 40 minutes to do each of these activities. It's important when you do this to have a very clear understanding of what their learning goals will be for each lesson. And you can map this out and just outline it pretty easily. And even as you go, you'll be able to fill in those supplemental activities using YouTube videos or like I said, worksheets or things you may already have in your repertoire. In this unit, I'm gonna cover the concepts of melody, pitch, rhythm, movement, playing instruments, singing, composing, improvisation, and dynamics. Now, if I could do that with every grade level over eight weeks, I think that's a really great thing and something to consider doing in all of your grade levels. So let's get down to the basic outline of how what each lesson is going to be about. So lesson one, and this depends too if you're a Kodai teacher or you're using some Kodai. So you'll have to figure some of that out. But essentially you're teaching the song, you're teaching the melody, you're teaching the rhythms, the way the song goes. I like to use call and response or echo teaching. You could do it where they're listening to the song and then you have them learn line by line. There's lots of different strategies to teaching a song, but in this video, I'm just giving you the outline of the lessons and those specific topics are in other videos on this channel. Lesson two is going to be adding in the movement to the song. Now, if you're doing a song like, let's say you're doing Skidamarink, then you'll just have the students do the hand actions to the song. If you're doing Doggy Doggy Where's Your Bone or Bluebird Bluebird or Let Us Chase a Squirrel, then you're gonna teach them the game. 
Now this time the lesson activities are going to take longer because you always want to repeat the activity from the lesson before and review it before you teach the new thing. So I would make sure that they have some understanding of the things that I focused on in lesson one and then lesson two I teach them the game. Now lesson three is where it all starts to come together. We're going to review the melody, the tap the rhythm, sing the song, maybe play the game, and then I'm going to talk to them about dynamics. So then we'll work on how we're going to sing the song. So you could have them learn the dynamics to that song. You could use some of your dynamics flashcards and play a game where they sing the song and you hold up forte, doggy, doggy, where's your boat? You know, <laughs> that's how they sing it. And then pianist will, someone stole it from your home. You could play a game with that. And so then you work on dynamics and then you could go play the doggy, doggy, where's your bone game and then supplement for the rest of your class time. Another reason that I think it's important to do these differentiations for each lesson using the same song is because some of the kids like to sing. Some of the kids like to play the game. Some of the kids like to play instruments. By diversifying all of the teaching strategies and the learning opportunities, we're going to be able to reach everybody in our second grade classes with this song, Doggy Doggy Where's Your Bone, for example. So lesson four is going to be about implementing instruments. And now this is where I think it gets especially fun because we're going to plant some seeds with the instruments maybe earlier in the year or if this is when you're teaching the instruments, that's okay too. You could say, in this lesson, I'm going to teach my students how to play beat and another group's going to play rhythm together at the same time. So that, if that's your goal for them to play beat and rhythm together, then use the song Doggy Doggy Where's Your Bone to do it. One group will play a drum. And the other group will play rhythm sticks. Doggy, doggy, where's your bone? And then we're going to practice playing it together. Then you could have them switch parts. And then if there's time, they could play the game. That's a really fun lesson and they love it. I'm going to move on to lesson five, but some of you may want to take lesson five to repeat the activity in lesson four. This is where you'll have to decide the pace of your students and meet their needs. You wouldn't want to just churn through the unit because I've given you eight lesson ideas. You might want to extend it to be 10 classes or, you know, you also might need to shorten it and skip instruments or something. But these are just ideas to help you get an idea of how to take the one song and do a lot of differentiation with it while you're teaching all these different music concepts to your students and giving them lots of different musical experiences. So in lesson five, we're going to focus on creating an ostinato or playing an ostinato and then maybe doing some improvisation with an ostinato. So this will also depend on the love of your students. And like I said, you could take two class times to do these rhythm and ostinato creating type activities. You could also have them write it on a worksheet and then play it with the song. That'll work too. So there's lots of choices that can be made. The main idea is we're now going to, instead of just playing the rhythm of the words and the beat, we're now going to add in a rhythm ostinato to the song. Hopefully we can have three groups playing the beat, 
the rhythm of the words, or you can just have singers sing the rhythm. So beat, rhythm by singing the melody, and then an ostinato playing. And then have those group, kind of like cup, the cup game, <laughs> switch and practice and play the song. Then if there's time, you can play Doggy Doggy, Where's Your Bone Game at the end of class. And the other reason I really like that game, I keep bringing that up why I like it, but I like it because it's a quiet game. And it's a good game to play at the end of class. Okay, we're to lesson six now. And this is where everything's going to come together. We're going to have the singers on the melody. We're going to have them singing the rhythm of the words. We're going to have an ostinato. We're going to sing loud and soft with the dynamics. We're going to have some kind of movement. And we're going to give them a performing opportunity. I like to do this in class because it sets us up for later on in the year when we're going to do a concert and I want them to be performing. So I'm going to have them practice what does it mean to be a performer and what does it mean to be in the audience in my classroom. So the first time I do this, I'm going to have the whole class do it together. So what I'll do is I'll divide the class into three or four groups. One are the singers, one is ostinato, one is the beat keepers, and one can dramatize the song. And if it works for that song, you can have them do the actions or have them make up actions that go to the song. So for Doggy Doggy, Where's Your Bone? They could all be little doggies. Doggy, doggy, digging, where's your bone? Just act as, someone stole it from my home. Who has my bone? They can just dramatize it. Then I would rotate through those groups during the class. And then when we were all done with that and everybody had turned, then we could either play the game or do a supplemental activity that might be quieter. So it might be a good time to have a rhythm worksheet where they're creating their own rhythm or a coloring activity that you have that goes with the song that you're doing. Or if you could do a doggy freeze dance, something that just ties into uh, the music lesson that, that you've just done. Okay, lesson number seven. This is where you're going to take what you did in lesson six and you're going to break it into smaller groups. Now, if your students can't handle the small groups, that's okay. Just skip this part. But if you want to use this idea, I actually think it works really well in third and some fourth grades and some fifth. It just depends on your group of kids. But third graders seem to really like doing the small group activities and they seem to be able to manage doing it in groups of uh, four or five students each. So what you're going to do is then you're going to have a small group that needs four people and each person is going to do one of those roles. You're going to write the roles on the board. Make sure everybody understands what they're doing before you do this. You don't want someone going, what's the song? What am I supposed to sing? So hopefully by lesson seven, they know the song and they know what they're doing. And then you're going to have the small groups practice together. And you might not want to have them do that the whole class time. So you might want to review at the beginning all those things, the singing, the ostinato, playing the beat, and the dramatizing, and then break them into the groups, and then have them practice. And then the next class time, which is lesson eight, then you'll have those small groups perform. And I would review it first give them a few minutes to get in their groups, you know, remember what they're doing because it's been a week since you saw them most likely. So give them that time to get together and work in their little group 
and then they can perform for each other. And that might take two classes depending on how many groups you have and all that. It may seem like a lot of work to create an eight week long unit of learning, but really you are doing this stuff anyway in your classroom. What we're doing is we're just taking one song and using it for those eight weeks because we're really focusing on the music concepts and we're not worried about them also having to learn a new song. And that actually helps everybody learn how to do an ostinato when they're not worried about a new song over here. So if you're only seeing the kids once a week, this is a really good technique or strategy to use in your classroom, especially with the younger grades. Then they'll remember when you say the word ostinato, they'll know what that means. When you say act out the song, they'll know what it means. When you say, can you show me the solfege and show me the signs or sing the song, they'll know what all these important music concepts, terms, directions mean if you go through a unit like this using one song. I hope that helps you. I appreciate you watching this video. Please let me know how something like this goes in your classroom or if you don't like this idea, that's okay too. You can tell me that. I would love to learn from you too. And I hope you'll subscribe to the channel and let's keep kids moving and learning with music. Hello friends, welcome to the channel. I'm Sandra, a YouTuber, podcaster, creator, and I'm here to help elementary music teachers. Whether you're a new elementary music teacher or an experienced one, this channel will give you great ideas and help you switch things up in your music classroom. I make videos that actually show you specific strategies and I give you teaching tools to help you be your best teacher. My goal is to inspire and support music educators everywhere with interactive and engaging activities that will keep your students learning and moving with music. I'm especially dedicated to helping teachers integrate movement activities with their music lessons. I also love to help teachers organize, plan, and develop units of learning. Each of the videos on this channel are going to showcase specific music activities that you can put into your classroom today. I'll be sharing the in-depth details here of how to do them along with resources that you can use for free in your elementary music classroom. If you're a new music teacher or someone with lots of experience who wants to switch things up, then this is the place for you. I hope you'll subscribe to the Sing, Play, Create Teaching Tips music channel.